we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. It was really clear that the messenger, in a lot of ways, was more important than the message. Words from our well-respected messenger for the state of Alabama, a man named Scott Harris, who single-handedly was the power broker for business, for commerce, for interaction during the pandemic. Funny enough that when the messenger, a messenger that has no accountability, is more important than the message, it's funny that the messenger himself is the one that is now lacking credibility. So I'm going to ask Stuart Tinkersley. Uh, He has recently written a response in some ways or an opinion article about the state of affairs that led to this public health official's hubris, but also even in this health official's realization that the press and the messenger mattered, he still is clueless to exactly his own faults and also how to fix this. So Stuart, give me an idea. I know we have uh, Scott Harris talking about how the problem was the messenger and that it was political and that the press was, I think he used the word democratized. Uh, I, I argue whether we actually had a democratized press during this time. Wouldn't you? I think the legis- at least the hearings on Capitol Hill in Washington say something completely opposite. It appears that most of the administrative state was with the press suppressing the opinions of people that weren't on narrative. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, thank you. It was amazing what we had to endure for the last three and a half years. And lo and behold, uh, Scott Harris takes, in a view, takes a view now that looks like uh, he had no clue what was going on uh, with the um, messaging. So what, what I mean by that is, let's take a step back. People may recall that uh, during the, this disaster, there was uh, Fauci was uh, quoted as talking about his jealousy of how the um, CCP was able to enact these awful, awful draconian laws when they even uh, bolted people's doors shut and kept them in their apartments. Well, that's who was uh, Fauci's. Um, ideal. Um, he wished we could have been so draconian. I mean, these are words from the guy. Well, I don't think that uh, Fauci understood Alabama because if he had, he might have used Scott Harris. Because in Alabama, there, like you mentioned, there's no accountability to our state health officer. Unlike other states, our state health officer is appointed by a private entity called the Medical Association. And it's a group of doctors, and um, for the most part, they are twelve of the four of the sixteen people that uh, oversee his um, appointment. They're his boss. 
And so he shouldn't have looked, had to look across the Pacific. He could have looked in uh, the heart of Dixie and seen Scott Harris because Scott Harris has been, he is 50, uh, correction, 65 of the 67 county health officers, and he is the state health officer. So what he says goes. And it's unbelievable authority that has been given to him. And there was very little pushback uh, during the three and a half years. There was uh, the governor uh, used him as a scapegoat if anybody, somebody didn't like anything. And then she also made the ridiculous statement uh, uh, that it was the unvaccinated who were killing people. So um, the governor and the legislature were almost abject failures. They did help us get some antibodies, as you know, Jordan. Uh, some, um, yeah, some. Uh, yeah, but even IV then, I mean, I would say that when there was a shortage, the goal was to be not necessarily get it to people that would need it. I actually ended up having to go around the state finding places that were sent the antibody that weren't ever going to use it. <laughs> Again, it wasn't done in a way that was uh, was helpful to the citizen. It was done in some other, I guess, bureaucratic way that I don't really understand. To me, uh, you try to get the monoclonals right. to people that need them, but also to people that will administer them. And uh, those are two, some, sometimes two yeah. different things. Right. So. Right. I mean, everything they've done has been a disaster. So um, there was the exception where they did a special session and then they crammed through a law preventing, uh, giving us <laughs> the religious exemption option, uh, which, is a bizarre statement in and of itself that we had to be given permission for that. But anyways, um, so Scott Harris made several astounding comments last week on um, Capital Journal, Alabama Public Television uh, News Friday nights, and uh, he, they've been a sick. Yeah. By, by the way, I will say it's, of this. it's surprising but, but, that he's even taking questions, but we understand now why he's taking right. him from Capital Journal, a um, Alabama public television PBS, right. um, basically a, a right. affiliate. Um, and this is really probably the only place outside yeah. of some meetings that have been uh, discovered of him talking at some, you know, basically some private. Uh, luncheons, in a sense, uh, our health officer has given a lot of orders, but has not taken many questions. Yeah, that's right. Remember, at the beginning of this uh, catastrophe, he was on a uh, the medical association orchestrated a telephone call uh, three or four times, and with any doctor in the state that wanted to join in. And it was hugely successful. I think there were 700 doctors calling into him. This was in March and April and May, maybe, of 20, uh, 2020. And very successful. And then they abruptly stopped because he was taking questions from people like me. And he didn't like the questions. And so it put him in a box. And so they just stopped doing it. Completely unresponsive. And uh, that's the way they've been. They have refused to a dialogue. There has been no dialogue, not just in Alabama, but around the world. If you have a counter against the narrative, then you are to be silenced. But anyways, uh, so he is being interviewed and for the first time I recall this guy, the interviewer for Capital Journal, asked him kind of a tough question. I think he was giving him a break 
he was intending to give him a break, but then Scott Harris just dove in the deep end was stupid. And um, here's here were the comments. Uh, during the interview, um, Harris acknowledged the skepticism of his agency's recommendation, including the COVID-19 vaccine, being still a problem. It certainly is a concern, he said. There was a great loss of trust between the public and the people that they normally come to for advice about vaccines. We still hear some of that rhetoric going on now. The original COVID vaccines were fully FDA approved within about six or seven months when they were released back in the summer of 2021, which is the same process with every vaccine we've ever taken, ever. And yet people just fail to trust it. That's still an issue. However, when asked by Capital Journal host Todd Stacy if there was something he would have done differently in hindsight to win more of the public's trust, he referenced a, quote, democratization of press, end quote, suggesting that mistrust was a product of media outlet critical of his agency. It was really clear that the messenger, in a lot of ways, was more important than the message, Harris said. There was such a divided time during the pandemic, and people were really not sure what, who to trust. There was a lot of conflicting information. Because we were living in real time, watching science evolve with this disease, the guidance changed, and because people hear that, they mistrust and they wonder, why? Why were you lying to me last week? Because this week we're, you're telling me something that is different. And so, you know, those are the things that you, you can expect. It made it really hard for people to know where to get good information. And we also kind of sort of have this democratization of press, if you will, so everybody can pull the news from exactly the person they want to get it from, he continued. You can be inside your own bubble, if you will. Remember that, be inside your own bubble, if you will, and reinforce what you already think. And we had a hard time trying to figure out how to get through that. I would say we didn't do it that well in a lot of ways. I think what we have learned is it is really important to work on building trust first. And then if and when you have an episode like this, people are more inclined to listen to you. Yeah, talking about a bubble. And so um, 1819 News uh, is a wonderful news organization that's only been around two years here in Alabama. And they um, am writing a response to that absurdity. Uh, and I think as background, talking about uh, the message, we need to recall what the Trusted News Initiative is. The Trusted News Initiative was uh, on December the 10th of 2020, um, over two dozen major media, including um, the BBC, AP Europe, AP um, uh, European Broadcasting Union, Facebook, Microsoft, Reuters, Google, Twitter, Washington Post, uh, just uh, the Hindu, Financial Times, over two dozen of these mega uh, conglomerates got together and they released an important statement with great celebration and fanfare. And their mission was very clear. We will protect yep. the vaccine. Oh, you're going to protect the vaccine, huh? What about uh, the news? Uh, what about reporting on what's actually going on? And that has still played itself out uh, 
to this day with the fact that the government has given $13 billion to over 300, uh, the U.S. government has given over $13 billion to 300 organizations in America to promote the vaccine, quote unquote. And this is going to be a lot about what we talk about when Dr. Um, Dr. Jim Thorpe joins us later. But um, the lies and deceptions have been epic. You know, they say in a uh, defense uh, of defamation lawsuits, the most important thing, the best defense you can have is the truth. The best thing you can have when you're uh, confronted with such insanity as this garbage from our our, uh, our fearless uh, health public health leader Scott Harris is the truth. Uh, I think he needs to back up and just look at maybe our statements not were following the science, were but were following the dictates of uh, the powers that be, whether it was Anthony Fauci or. Uh, or CDC, FDA. Uh, I, I would argue services. when the but science caught up to their political ideology, things change. So they, yeah. they weren't, the science right. wasn't evolving, the science was informing. And then with its information came the, the revealing of the emperor without clothes. Um, yeah, no doubt. Fortunately, they, they did um, trick and coerce. Uh, millions of people in Alabama are getting these shots because the uh, the first month of uptake, Alabama was last in the country. Thank goodness we weren't at, uh, we weren't anywhere near <clears throat> other states. And uh, then because of their coercion and tactics, uh, forcing people to either choose between their job or get the shot. Millions more joined in the uh, stupid and got the and, I, and, and just just a little sideline on that. I can but, tell you, just on the vaccine injured that I see, a good bit of them will say that they had to get it because of that, and that's when it happened. And I, I think it goes back to it, that people, for the most part, know their own situation and their own body better than the government does. And I think most of them, for some reason, had an uncomfortable feeling about the vaccine, or they had already had COVID and didn't feel that they needed to get vaccinated. Uh, they obviously at this point have been proven right. However, when they um, basically pushed this through to keep their job, a lot of them got it. And a lot of the people that I see regret that day. But at the same time, they were put because of government edicts between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And uh, the government in Alabama is that um force of nature, if you will, that uh, Scott Harris was leading the band on. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was engineered. It was clearly planned for. And then uh, all of these media companies in the world get together and say, okay, we're going to promote this uh, safe and effective shot, which we know is neither safe nor effective. And uh, people aren't buying into it. As a matter of fact, in uh, I believe the numbers were in last November, only 16% of the public had received the new bivalent, new and improved bivalent vaccine that came out a year ago. <laughs> and then in six months later, in May of this year, that number got up to 19%. And uh, that so over three months, six months, it had gone up 3%. 
and then they stopped reporting it. The ADPH dashboard, Alabama Department of Public Health, Scott's baby, Scott Harris's baby, um, they are, uh, their dashboard stopped reporting in the middle of May uh, about the uptake of the shots because nobody was taking, virtually no one was taking any more of these shots. And he can, he obviously attributes that to the democratization of the press. Well, we're going to get into that now. The democratization of the press uh, has been, in fact, one of the main casualties exposed over the past four years by the Asian news. Um, the democratization of the press. He, he's so tone deaf, and we'll get into how bad tone deaf he is, but uh, he is so tone deaf to the reality. He may, I don't know if our public, if our listening audience is aware of, a couple of weeks ago, many lawyers around the country have considered the hearing that was done in Missouri as the most important legal case in our country's history. I've heard that twice uh, by well-respected national lawyers. <clears throat> and the case revolved around the suppression of free speech by the government, by their pressures and coercions uh, upon the media outlets, whether it was Twitter or any of these other platforms, to prevent them from um, allowing people to say what they are supposed to be able to say. Because remember, all these platforms have immunity from, uh, from reporting what they are reporting because they're not media outlet. So without being a media outlet, they should have no coercion from the government. And in fact, the First Amendment guarantees us that right. And so in this court case a couple of weeks ago, the government acknowledged, uh, for example, that ivermectin uh, is not um, Outlaw that we can in fact write for it, but uh, this election—I mean, this um, case, legal case—is huge. is very important, and uh, for Scott Harris not to be aware of it and to say that in fact the problem is not too little; it's too much open uh, community and uh, communication between the citizens of our country. That we are guaranteed yeah, the Bill it, of Rights. It goes back to but, just but, or the first. he existing in his own little bubble, I guess. That's where he gets his information. Right. It's uh, his, obviously doesn't get his information from just reliable sources. I think his, he is a product of his own problem, the bubble. So the Monroe Street, exactly. the Monroe Street bubble, as and you would so, call it, which is, again, where uh, Stewart made yeah. that point in his opinion piece that we'll attach to this podcast. Uh, that the men in Mon- Monroe Street. So, but, but. Yeah. but the uh, interesting thing, uh, just in in closing of this segment, um, we the article talks about the tone deafness of those people in charge, like up in uh, Washington D.C., north of Richmond, in that uh, ballad that Oliver Anthony wrote and sang, and. The tone deafness of Scott Harris's boss, uh, the Board of Public Health, um, which is basically the Medical Association board members, they gave him a 7% pay raise last week. Yep. And, uh, and, and in keeping with the song's theme, when will there be an accounting? It's yep. a damn shame there won't. Okay.
This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to America Out Loud Pulse. I'm Dr. Stuart Tankersley, and we are uh, honored to have the esteemed Dr. James Thor with us today. We're going to interview him about his latest paper. He was the lead author on the uh, paper that we spoke of six months ago that uh, was published, a featured article in the American Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, just a wonderful organization. They're about to host their 80th um, annual reunion or uh, symposium. But um, Dr. Thorpe is a uh, tremendously experienced and involved maternal fetal medicine uh, physician. He, it's a subspecialty of OBGYN, and uh, it is for complicated pregnancies. And unfortunately, uh, not surprisingly, but unfortunately, uh, within the last month, he got notice from his employer that his services were no longer needed. Despite um, uh, four decades of exemplary service and resounding affirmations of his work by his former employee, employer, um, he has come up, and the reason we're honored to have him today is because he's come up with a new article that he and his wonderful wife, Maggie, have uh, compiled evidence of sh- showing how corrupt the um, the take, the bribery, the, I guess in a way it is uh, not just bribery, but it's blackmail of those in our industry who have uh, partaken of the forbidden fruit of lies. And so with that, uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, why don't you give me a heads up on, uh, kind of give us an overview before we get into the details of your paper. Sure. Well, first, I, I just want to uh, give thanks to God uh, for bringing me on the show uh, with with you, Stuart. Uh, um you're one of my heroes, and and you stood up early on, and uh, I, I I follow your lead, and and I'm so honored to call you a, a friend and a colleague. Amen. So, absolutely right. I I I credit uh, my beautiful bride Maggie, my wife Maggie, who uh, who's an attorney and and also a, a pastor. Um, she received uh, recently received her 
her uh, degree from uh, divinity degree from uh, Duke University, and she's cool. focused most of her life on 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 actually a professional career, on on really sniffing out uh, fraudulent crimes on the internet of large companies. So she's been in the area of, of bad faith insurance uh, as a litigator, and she's very gifted. So what Maggie and I did was, um, and mostly credit her, is that we did a, a Freedom of Information Act request because I was just stymied. I've been uh, aggressively attacking the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, and the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, because all of them to this very day seem to be stuck dead in the mud with this horrible, lethal narrative that this COVID-19 alleged vaccines are uh, absolutely necessary, safe, effective, and necessary in pregnancy, which we all know is a lie from hell. And that has always been contraindicated to ever use any novel substances in pregnancy, even foods, let alone an investigational gene therapy. So we knew that they were bought somehow. And then my brilliant wife went to work. Uh, we, she crafted a FOIA request. We got 1,400 pages, uh, uh, of which more than 50% were redacted. And we proved that, indeed, in early 2021, um, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, uh, along with its 61,000 members, uh, OBGYN doctors, constituents, were essentially bribed. Yes, bribed is a correct word, Stuart. Um, they received millions upon millions of dollars, and they were forced to sign an, a contract, which I have termed the covenant with death, taken right from uh, Prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 28, verses 15 through 18. Uh, I've termed this the covenant with death, and, and actually I published a five-part series entitled the Covenant with Death on my Substack, Freedom and Truth. So they signed this agreement. They are not allowed to deviate from the lockstep death narrative of HHS and CDC. Um, and you say, why would they sign that? Well, it was millions of dollars. Uh, and, and they cannot deviate from that narrative to this very day. And that's why they have not come anywhere close to me I've been brutally attacking them for uh, two and a half, three years now, and they're silent. I've sent them many communications. They're bought. They're not allowed to deviate from the narrative. And if they do, they will be penalized and have to pay every penny of that back and maybe more damages as well. Um, they can't afford that. The money's already spent. They've already pocketed it. Now, yes, I was unfortunately let go on June 29th uh, for, quote, no cause. I was described as a model uh, physician to the system. But yet um, that came only after hundreds of uh, public interviews like this, including some notable ones, you know, uh, in the Senate with Senator Ron Johnson's round table in December and uh, in February on Tucker Carlson. So they didn't want to fire me, but they got a call from somebody very powerful um, likely stating that uh, you need to get rid of Thorpe, ax him, execute him immediately, um, or you're going to have to start paying back the money 
that we gave you. We didn't know that at the time. But Maggie, within a week, did her investigative skills as an attorney, got into their website. They received $306 million. Um, The $306 million in early 21 of COVID. They likely signed the same agreement. So if you go to my, uh, if you go to my um, Twitter X account, you'll see pinned to my top and it's J-A-T-H-O-R-P-M-F-M as in maternal fetal medicine, Mary Francis Mary, J-A-T-H-O-R-P-M-F-M is my handle. You'll see that I've exposed and I've called the CEO out by name, Laura Kaiser, who knows me, and and she was actually here in Pensacola, and the actual uh, CEO that did her dirty work to uh, execute me, uh, Steve Elledge. Now, he was a very kind guy, and he honored me during the 45-minute conversation. But he also tried to force me to sign a a non-disclosure agreement, if you will, a separation agreement, uh, which um, with a massive amount of money, and I told him to keep it. I, I don't want the money. You, you know, you're having financial troubles. You keep it. So um, so this is and then we've had more revelation as, as we go forward in. And, and by the way, for your audience um, on America Out Loud, Maggie and I have an America Out Loud platform. We've had 12 to 14 articles within the last year. All of right. them are, are very, very extensively documented and referenced, mostly right from an attorney perspective, thanks to my wife. But what we've discovered is that, you know, at first I thought it was, okay, hundreds of millions of dollars, Stuart, that that the United States uh, and all these organizations through many different uh, uh, platforms like COVID-19 Community Corps, CCC in early 2021, under the auspices of Deputy Secretary Mark Weber uh, of uh, the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, He created this and they essentially bribed over 300 influencers. And one of the founding members was American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And also your specialty was in there, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Your specialty was represented. You know, we figured it was tens of millions. And now through several different other agencies in our most recent America Out Loud expose about a week ago, it's not hundreds of millions. It's hundreds of billions. Okay. There's um, and and we find through this Paycheck Protection Act that there's 178, I believe, billion dollars. I think it was 178 billion given to over 420,000 physicians or physician entities in the United States of America, Stuart. What? 178 billion and um, I, I want to credit uh, now Maggie found that, but also. Uh, simultaneously uh, in doing a deep dive on, on Maggie's work and, and our interaction is is Dr. Naomi Wolf, who earlier a week or so ago, before she interviewed me, um, she exposed uh, that Paycheck Protection Program actually opened up a link. And what was this? This is a link that any physician apparently could get into it had an attestation form, of course, that they an agreement. And did you put your bank account, the routing number of the bank, and your personal bank account number, and monies were wired directly, not even through an employer, 
directly through to that physician. Can you if imagine that, gave, Stuart? If they gave the shots. I, I don't know what agreement they have, but I'm sure that it was the same as that of the uh, covenant with death with uh, ACOG. In other words, they, they had to, you know, agree uh, to not deviate from their narrative is what I suspect. But I don't have proof of that, nor does Maggie. I'm sure that that will be a subject of future interrogation. But uh, then just uh, five or six days ago, I see from uh, and this is on my on on my um, my Twitter X account in the last several days. It's it's not hundreds of billions of dollars, Stuart. It's not hundreds of billions of dollars. It's over five trillion dollars now of COVID relief. And this was just discovered. And this was reported not by my wife or not by me, but by an independent source. It's on my Twitter account. So what we have here is a planned destruction of the United States of America, a planned destruction of the United States of America, no doubt from the third term of Obama, which he's wanted to destroy our country all along. How did he destroy the country? Well, financially, $5 trillion giveaway is a good start. You, you, you start printing $5 trillion of money and look what it's done to our economy. Uh, you open up the southern border. Look what that's done to it. You get involved with the Ukrainian war with all of our weapons now depleted. We don't have a supply of weapons to protect our country. Yeah, uh, as we know, the Ukrainian situation was probably as much of a... Um a money laundering operation for the Democrats, but um, that evidence has been clearly delineated. Uh, we've we've drained our strategic national oil reserves. Yep. Um, you have all these fires all over the place. You have all these trains. You have all these uh, food supply depot plants and farms being destroyed mysteriously. Uh, what's going on, Stuart? Yeah, there's some, some coordinated attack. From a large, from a very powerful, from very powerful entities, and it's all over underwritten by the uh, good faith and measure of the American public. And uh, now, of course, none of it's going to be paid back. I was discussing today with a patient who is a PhD professor at a university here, and he was telling me how absurd all of the actions had to have been coordinated and a lot of it's done through the uh the four four um um like vanguard four funds control over 90 percent of the uh, stock market and they want to transform america into uh their little playhouse it seems like with all these ridiculous schemes that they have going on all at the same time this was coordinated as you mentioned for decades it's been in the making it's a very, um, very interesting time to be alive. Um, and now we see that the American people are wisening up, although we don't have a lot of truth tellers and physician colleagues coming forth as, as more whistleblowers because they're bribed and they've probably taken a lot of this money and they want to keep their jobs. They don't want to get fired like me. But, you know, for, for our audience, um, you know, what I would ask, don't ever go to another physician or nurse in a healthcare center again. Um, and if you do, ask them the following question, whether it's the nurse, the doctor, the technician, the front desk, or 
the administrator of that practice or that hospital system. Nurse, doctor, administrator, are you willing to lose your job in order to save my life or my baby's life? That should be the most important question. And I can tell you, I can assure you that 95% of them will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're lying. They're lying through their teeth because they haven't done that. And so it's very, very concerning. I, I would say to all the American people, get out of slavery. This healthcare system has you in bondage. They don't care about your life. Our government doesn't care about your life. They don't care about your pregnancy. They don't care about your baby. It's all fraudulent lip service for the bottom line of protecting their assets. Flee from Egypt. Get out of slavery. Cross yeah. the Jordan. Come to a parallel healthcare system like the wellness company. Right. Um, and um, and you were saying this before you joined them. And uh, in fact, you haven't. And this was before we were talking about this way before any of the wellness company came about. So I don't want people to think that he's saying all this for his own gain. Actually, he is. He, like all of us, have uh, really suffered the consequences of not going along with the narrative. And um, it's it's a whole new world we're in, and there is no doubt there is um, a, a demonic nature to all of it. None of it makes practical or scientific sense. Yet, and this goes to what our earlier discussion Jordan and I had about uh, the Alabama Public Health Department. Uh, they have not made sense from the beginning, and they are in a trap that they don't know how to extricate themselves from. And it's because they don't, they won't repent. They will not repent. And so um, therein lies the ultimate issue. Get out of slavery, repent, and um, come, to the, uh, come to the land the Lord has for you, has set for you. With that, I'm going to uh, hold, I'm going to, we're going to go on a break and then come back on the other side and uh, go to the next segment. But thank you so much. This is Dr. Stuart Tankersley with Dr. Jim Thorpe. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. 
For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to America Out Loud Pulse. I'm Dr. Stuart Tankersley with Dr. Jim Thorpe. Jim uh, and his wife Maggie have written several articles, over a dozen articles in the last year on America Out Loud. So we're continuing with this, uh, with the details of the cabal's actions uh, and our government's complicity uh, in planning for all of this. And I'll bring up the, this. Ne- I'll bring in this next segment with uh, something that you alluded to, not directly, but you alluded to with Obamacare. And the architect of Obamacare was this evil man named Ezekiel uh, Emanuel. He was Rahm Emanuel's brother, and he is a doctor who is the architect of Obamacare. This is the man who uh, made the egregious statement that people over 75 have no utility. And um, I think the exact quote was, I hope I die at 75 and uh, because I will have uh, passed my utility. And that's the way they view uh, human. We don't have a soul. We are a beast of burden. And, uh, of course, the, the average citizen in America is a beast of burden for them. And the WEF uh, and uh, Bill Gates and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and uh, these evil entities that have done this to us the last three and a half years that they had been planning for. And I'll remind everybody that this isn't my um, what what I believe to be assessed, uh, the assessment of what's going on. It's actually their words. And of course, everybody by now probably knows about what Bill uh, Gates founded, the Center for Population Control at the end of last century. And uh, these are these actions the last three and a half years have shown the intent of that um, in a massive, uh, catastrophic, uh, epic uh, evil that we've never considered before. But, uh, Jim, if you wouldn't mind continue uh, elaborating on uh, y'all's findings, uh, that would be wonderful. Sure. Um, I, I certainly want to acknowledge my my. All the authors, especially you, Dr. Tankersley, uh, it, I was just so honored um, to have your leadership and your involvement with this paper. And you know, there's there's you know there's seven of us, and and of course, you know, Claire uh, Rogers. Uh, oh yeah, One was our second author, and we got Michael Deskovich, uh, brilliant PhD in mathematical modeling, uh, working on our numbers side, and. We have yourself. We got Albert Benavides, who is a world expert on bears. And, he really um, is a world expert on bears. He has a, a substack as well that is just every day uh, he updates uh, the catastrophe as it unfolds, looking at the bear system, the vaccine adver- adverse event reporting system that our federal government hides data from. And actually the manipulations of it there have to be laws against the manipulations they've done and and uh albert has been wonderful in detailing mil- thousands of uh examples of it 
Indeed, he has. He's done an incredible job, exposed it all. And he's uh, one of our friends. And, and also Megan Redshaw um, oh, yeah. is currently the lead counsel for, I believe, for, um, let's see. I talked to Megan a couple of weeks ago, and she's no longer, she's on leave, I think, right now from the okay. Children's Health Defense. Okay. And um, anyways. Um, but and, and then the last but not least is, is who I uh, lovingly and is still up on my pedestal up there. <laughs> I, I refer to as the general. Of right. the general well, and the five-star commander-in-chief of the Global Medical Freedom Force, none other than Dr. Dr. Peter McCullough of Dallas, Amen. Texas. So, uh, But what we did was methodically, this is not Dr. McCullough's data or Dr. Tankersley's data. It's not Jim Thorpe's data. This is your government's data, okay? Right. And we did everything by textbook of exactly what the CDC and FDA wanted we took a uh, we took a novel vaccine uh, in question, COVID alleged COVID nineteen vaccines, and we compared it to a previously and I'm doing air quotes you can't see me on air safe and effective uh, uh, vaccine. That's the only way they want their data analyzed, and and the reason is is because it always biases in favor of the new vaccine because there is no perfectly safe vaccine. It's not a, an accurate placebo group. It's a sham. But we did mm-hmm. it nonetheless their way. And if there's a, a, a twofold or greater, what they call the PRR is a proportional risk ratio. Uh, it's different. I don't want to get too technical here, but, but it's a little, it's different than an odds ratio or a relative risk. But anyways, they consider twofold or greater a danger signal. And, and as you well know, clarify that. If there is a 100% or a doubling of a uh, adverse event pro, um, signal that that occurs above that of the flu shot, then that is something you stop the presses, you stop in, you know um, doing experiments on these pregnant women, and uh, you look at the uh, science behind what may may be going on. That's that, exactly that's yeah. exactly right. And and what I want to just because a lot of get a lot of even physicians, let alone non-physicians, get this confused. Um, you know, the PRR is a ratio of the adverse, specific adverse event in the novel vaccine compared with that of another vaccine. So it's very different. So, for example, um, you know, we, we found almost a 1,200-fold increase in severe menstrual abnormalities, okay? Yeah, so That's 120,000%. You heard That's correct. correct. That's correct. Now, what people can't wrap their heads around is they try to say, oh, you mean if a person has a 1% risk of a menstrual abnormality, how can you have more than 100%? And that's a really important question. That's the difference between the PRR. It's, the, it's not a risk of a pay, specific patient that has a risk factor of menstrual abnormality going from 100% above 100%. That's impossible. That's an odds ratio or a relative risk. So this is a ratio between the novel vaccine and the old vaccine. Indeed, 1,200-fold greater risk of menstrual abnormalities. You know, there's a, uh, there's a uh, over a 57-fold increase in miscarriages. There's a 38-fold increase in fetal death. I could go on and on, uh, but every of the 17 obstetrical variables that we looked at, they were 
not twofold, but we're talking about uh, 20-fold, 100-fold, 1,000-fold, as in the case of the menstrual abnormalities. And we're looking at uh, fetal malformations of all organ system, uh, chromosomal abnormalities. We're looking at severe early-onset pregnancy complications, such as fetal growth abnormalities, low amniotic fluid volume, fetal abnormal testing because of the abnormal placenta, uh, fetal death. Um, we're looking at severe early onset preterm premature rupture of membranes, preterm labor. Um, these are extraordinarily dangerous uh, complications. And um, these have all been borne out by over 30 other completely independent sources around the world. So uh, I'm 100% confident this is exactly what I witnessed uh, over the last four and a half years. I've seen 27,000, I've read just 27,500 high-risk obstetrical scans in the last four and a half years uh, before I was terminated. So I have my fingertips on the pulse of obstetrics and gynecology outcomes like really nobody else in the world, literally. I, I challenge anybody else. OB or maternal fetal medicine that has that experience and has published as much as I have on COVID-19 and con uh, networked around the world. So, and, um, and, you, and just a side note, you the, uh, doing papers and writing um, scientific articles is not new to you. This is almost your 200. This will be your 200th paper, if I remember correctly, looking back over your career, right? Right. It's actually it's we're getting up there towards north of two. Uh, 240 now. Uh, I, I don't keep track, but yeah, I've been extensively published. I've been honored my whole career by the very organizations, the three organizations that I'm attacking voraciously. Uh, um, so uh, yes, I've had a, I've been honored uh, to have a very distinguished career. Um, and, and I, God put me uh, in place for a time such as this to expose this evil and to stand up for pregnant women globally. One important question here uh, that I don't want to miss before I forget, why did they target women? They targeted women for two simple reasons. Number one, a woman represents a number one healthcare decision maker of the entire world by far and away, way over 90%. Number two, if you can show that the vaccine with their fake narrative, safe, effective, and necessary in pregnant women, they're the most vulnerable pregnant women uh, a population in the world. If they allege that and force uh, ACOG to uh, capitulate on that, they've captured every every other person walking the planet needs a vaccine. Yeah, this is uh, unbelievable. ACOG, $306 million for buying into the and buying into now, this. Now, actually, $306 million, Stuart, was for my former employer, SSM Health. Oh, okay. Um, now, ACOG got a massive millions. They redacted uh, uh, over 50% of the 1,400 pages they sent to us. <clears throat> and what we can document is uh, 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 trivial 11 million, which I we can prove they took. In the redacted part, they're having got, I'm sure, uh, hundreds, maybe thousand times that. I, I, I can't speculate and be sure because they're redacted. And by the way, what what's 1,400 pages of communications doing between our government 
and an NGO that's supposed to be completely independent. They bought those physicians out. They abused personal relationships, personal relationships. And by the way, Deputy Secretary Mark Weber and their Harvard uh, economist, uh, uh, they drafted this to grab the low-hanging fruit is what they called it. Low-hanging fruit. They... There's a woman going into a personal examination room in her OB's office, the most important, arguably, maybe the most important uh, doctor visit of her career, her first baby's appointment. And she's trusting her physician. But the narrative was already bought. The narrative was that Mark Weber and the entire federal government was in that examination. Well, she's having the most intimate conversation of her life, talking about, you know, talking about her body, her baby, you know, her sexuality. And and, and probably disrobed. Probably she's disrobed or in a paper napkin. And, and it's, it, it, it is obscene. It is gross. It is the most egregious violation of, of medicine ever. And this was all drafted by exactly you know, the person you spoke of and Obama, uh, electronic medical records, um, you get reported if you, re- the the doctor is going to keep harassing you to take the vaccine when you're pregnant and but it will to- likely be documented in the medical records and uploaded to the federal government. Right. Yep. Uh, it's on. Un- unconscionable it's just a level of depravity level of evil that we've never considered and um what what were some of the other uh findings i'm glad you clarified that now you said that over 420,000 physicians have received 178 billion dollars um combined um from our federal government to to partake in this evil that's right and that that and with the contract that y'all discovered that makes sense uh, to me as to why they haven't, even though they know the truth, they haven't been vocal in speaking out against it. They're not getting the shots. They're may, they may not be advocating for them anymore, but they're not going to speak out against what they partook in. No, they're, they're advocating. The, the American College of OBGYN, the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, and um, the American Board of OBGYN are heavily pushing the shots in pregnancy, even though the American people have voted with their feet and the vaccine uptake is way low. Look what they're doing this fall. They're threatening, fear mongering, pushing these new vaccines in pregnant women and in children. It, it's obscene, Stuart. One thing I would add that I, was, uh, that I always try and share with people that uh, want raw data. Go look at, I think, the most important single website for looking at treatments available for COVID. And I would go to c19study.com. And it is, it's a daily updated repository, uh, and it looks at over 40 agents that have been tried to treat COVID. And it gives all of the uh, update. it's updated daily, of the studies that have come out with all uh, you know with all these agents being evaluated and i'm looking at the um, the website now and for hydroxychloroquine with all of these studies you mentioned 99% in one study i remember which one uh, reading that a couple of years ago 
But according to this, with all these studies, and how many studies does it entail? Let me, uh, um, 407 studies, early mortality with hydroxychloroquine, 72% improvement. Wow. And, and, and uh, that's just with ivermectin, right? Right. No, um, that's with hydroxychloroquine. With hydroxychloroquine. Um, and, and when you have the nutraceuticals, you know, when you look at oh, yeah. Zelenko yeah. and McCullough, you know, uh, look at uh, Ben Marble, myfreedoctor.com. Uh, he's treated over 300,000 patients, only six deaths with the safe and effective uh, nutraceuticals, including ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the world, of, of the United States of America, physicians, uh, legislators, uh, administrators of hospitals, excuse me, hello, six right. dead in over 300,000? That's a 99.99% cure rate. You never needed the vaccine. You never should take another vaccine again. You should never trust your government or your hospital care system again for the rest of your life. They're corrupt. Yes, and with that, we, uh, we're we going to end the uh, today's podcast. But uh, uh, Dr. Jim Thorpe, thank you so much for your time and, and uh, your commitment to the truth. And um, we'll just keep fighting the fight. But uh, it is, Ameri- it is um, platforms like America Out Loud that are allowing the truth to be revealed. And I am convinced that uh, the vast majority of Americans agree with us since no, but hardly anybody are, are taking these shots anymore. And uh, that is in and of itself proof positive that we're, we've won, really, the determination of what right is and what people should be doing. And with that, thank you again. And this is Dr. Stuart Tankersley and Jordan Vaughn.